Juma Mubarak to all of the listeners in Uppington. We go to our beloved Honorable Ustad. I don't know how is Uppington. Mufti Sab have to tell us this Friday morning. Since being the 23rd of Juma del Ukhra, 1440. I wish I was with Mufti Sab. You know, Uppington. Every day we sing Uppington. And today Mufti Sab is Uppington. Ustad, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. وعليكم السلام ورحمة الله وبركاته بارك الله فيكم ورفاد جزاك الله خير our technicians brother Junaid Khan and brother Riyaz Hussein بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمده ونصلي على رسوله الكريم أما بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم Rabbi Shrahli Swadri Wayasili Amari Wahlu Lukdatam Millisani Yafkahu Pauli Subhanakala Ilmalana Illa Ma Alam Dana Innakandal Alimul Hakim Allahumma Alimna Mayan Fauna Allahumman Sa'ana Bima Alam Dana Wazidina Ilma All praise due to Almighty Allah the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillah, with the grace and mercy of Almighty Allah, Jalla today we focus on chapter Surah 41, Surah Hamim, As-Sajda, and this, this Surah, comprises 54 verses of the Noble Qur'an. Almighty Allah reminds us what will happen on the Day of Justice. The people will ask their own limbs, Lima shahidtum alayna? How come you gave testimony and evidence against us? These hands, these feet will say, Almighty Allah Jalla made us speak. Almighty Allah Jalla is a supreme being who makes everything speak and that day all the evidence will be given. Hence thereafter that person will confess to all his or her vices and sins and then the land and the sand will also speak. Malaika, the angels will come with a book of deeds. So the evidence will be overwhelming evidence and then that person will say guilty as charged. No mitigating circumstances. From time of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam, when the Qur'an Sharif was being read, the non-Muslims, they were feeling jealous and they used to say, لا تسمعوا لهذا القرآن ولغوا فيه لعلكم تغلبون Do not listen to this Qur'an Sharif and make a big noise so that you overpower the Muslims, Allah forbid. But always they would try their plots and their plans but Almighty Allah would humiliate them, disgrace them sooner or later. Until today we see that there the non-Muslims plotting, planning against Islam and the Muslims. Almighty Allah Jalla shows us the way of success and prosperity in this world and in the year after. Inna ladina qalu rabbun Allah. Those people who say Almighty Allah is our sustainer, nourisher, provider, we must have that firm conviction. Everything happens with a decree and the command of Almighty Allah. Then they remain steadfast, not only during Ramadan, the fasting month, or in Makkah, Mukarramah, Madinah, Munawwarah, nay, all times, all places. 
then before death overcomes them, the angels will descend and come down to them and tell them, Allah tukhafu, that don't fear, wala tahzanu, don't be sad. Don't fear the future, don't be sad regarding the past. In this worldly life, the angels will give them the great tidings and the good news that you will be entering into Jannah and Paradise. نَحْنُ أَوْلِيَاءُكُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ That we are the ones that remember that we are your protectors in this worldly life and in the year after. And when that person enters Jannah, وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا تَشْتَهِي أَنفُسُكُمْ وَلَكُمْ فِيهَا مَا تَدَّعُونَ That whatever they desire, whatever they request, all Majjallah will grant them. نُزُولًا مِّنْ غَفُورِ الرَّحِيمِ this is hospitality from all Allah is all forgiving, very, very merciful. So it shows that that is the aim, the objective of the true believer. Now who are the people who will obtain and attain this? Whose speech can be better than those people who invite towards all Allah? Every one of us needs to invite humanity towards Almighty Allah, towards Islam, towards Mustafa, Habibuna, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's teachings, and the preachings of Mustafa, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Wa amila saliha, and they do good deeds. Wa qala innani min al-Muslimin, and they say they are the believers. In Islam, we don't fight fire with fire, we fight fire with water. وَلَا تَسْتَوِلْ حَسَنَ وَلَا سَيِّئَةِ The bad and the vices and the virtue and good deeds can never be equal. اِدْفَعَ بِالَّتِي هِيَ أَحْسَنِ فَإِذَا الَّذِي بَيْنَكَ وَبَيْنَهُ عَدَاوَةً فَأَنَّهُ وَلِيٌّ حَمِيمٌ May the ease misunderstanding, enmity, hatred. So repel the evil with goodness. And yesterday you were the enemies. Tomorrow you will become the friends of one another. So who will get all this? The people who are sincere, they exercise patience and endurance. Almighty Allah teaches us in the beginning of the 25th Jews, the 25th Supara, وَإِذَا أَنْعَمْنَا عَلَى الْإِنسَانِ أَعْرَضَ وَنَعَى بِجَانِبِهِ When we confer our bounties, favors on this human being, he turns away. He doesn't turn to Allah even to thank Allah. وَإِذَا مَسَّهُ الشَّرُّ فَإِفَذُوا دُعَاءٍ عَرِيثٍ And when calamity, catastrophe stucks him, then he wants to make lengthy, lengthy du'as, then he's crying, begging Almighty Allah. So that is today's surah. Yes, we are. We landed yesterday in Uppington from Johannesburg. The flight is about 70, 75 minutes. And in the plane, we were only 15, one, five passengers and mashallah, Moana Masood Parker was there to pick me up and receive me. All my Allah reward him. From there we went and read Zohar Salat, mashallah, in the Uppington Masjid. And we reached the Jamaat, we went, Zohar Salat was on, mashallah. We met the Imam, Sheikh Umar, he's from Ghana. So thereafter, from there we left from Uppington to Khroblas Wurp. Khroblas Wurp is about 120 kilos from Uppington, that's where I am now currently. And mashallah, Moana Masood's mother is my relative, very, very close cousin, and so forth. So Moana's father, brother, all year, brother Amir Hussein and brother Zubair, mashallah, they're all going out of their way to make our life very, very comfortable here. 
Alhamdulillah, we read our Asr Salat here in the Jamaat Kana Musalla, where I am now. And uh, mashallah, then after Maghrib, we had a program here. And I spoke about the six countries that we visited recently. And mashallah, we met brothers from Bangladesh, from Ethiopia, from Somalia, various countries, mashallah. So Almighty Allah reward all of them. Now after Fajr also, we will have a program here. And yeah, actually, it's still Tahajjud time. So the time ends here at around 5.06 or so. Subha Sadiq starts. So we are in the Musalla and giving this interview to you, Mona Arafat, and the esteemed listeners of Radio Al-Ansar, and to Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahalu Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Gee, Mona, you can ask your questions. Today our program will be, inshallah, we will go to Uppington, and there we will translate the khutbah, inshallah, of Sheikh Usama Khayyat, Hafidullah, from Makkah, Mukarramah, and thereafter by Jummah in Uppington, the masjid there, mashallah, and at night also after Maghrib will be the program in the Uppington Masjid. The airport here in Uppington is very small, but I had a good smile yesterday when I landed. Hmm. It's written there, Uppington International Airport. So I asked Brother Amir Hussein, Maulana's father, he said, no, a lot of planes come from overseas, from Europe and so forth. Because of cargo, they take the fruits from here, they take this, they take that. So, mashallah, and they have a military personnel here also. So, that's why it is, it is Uppington International Airport. So, may Almighty Allah, Jalla reward them in this world and in the year after. Mashallah, we start. Make sure you bring for bring for some beautiful fruits from Uppington International Airport. Inshallah. Yes, Inshallah. listeners, uh, it's uh, two minutes after five. You are listening to a Safina to Ilal Jannah. We start. Let us go to Boxburg. Uh, this is Nani, of course, Nani that passed away. Nani's sister, uh, Zaybun, Auntie Zaybun. She wants to know, Ustad, can a woman wearing parda from the time she was balir leave the parda for a few months in pregnancy? Because of the heat and go back afterwards. Ustad. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. First and foremost, we make dua. Allah Jalla Wala grant Nani Jannatul Firdaus. On this Mubarak day of Jumu'ah, we should be making more and more dua for our parents, grandparents who have left this world. And read Surah 14, Surah Ibrahim, verse 41. رَبَّنَا اغْفِرْ لِي وَلِوَالِدَيَّ وَلِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ يَوْمَ يَقُومُ الْحِسَابِ Oh beloved Allah, forgive me, forgive my beloved parents and the believers, the day the reckoning is established. Regarding the question Nani's sister asked, we just did the verse now, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا رَبُّنَ اللَّهِ ثُمَّ اسْتَقَامُوا those people who say that Almighty Allah Jalla wa Allah is our sustainer, nourisher, provider, then they remain steadfast. So when the lady is expecting, so now she says she wants to leave the parda, the hijab or niqab because of the heat and so forth. So that would not be permissible. Remember that women are getting pregnant, conceiving for centuries now, millions, thousands of years. So it shows that we are not the, the ladies are not the first one now to fall pregnant and so forth. So what you do nowadays, we got fans, we got acorn, you can use all these type of things there. So no, this is the test. All the good deeds we are doing, there must be consistency and continuation. And then all my special, special mercy will envelope that person. 
Ustad, someone is asking regarding engagement. Is the boy allowed to put the ring or someone from the boy's side, for example, like his sister or sister-in-law must put the ring for the girl? What is the correct ruling in Islam for the engagement, Ustad? Remember, in Islam, the day that the car takes place, that is the khutbah. So the imam, the sheikh, the bulana, mufti sahab, whoever, who is performing the nikah will recite the khutbah and then a the few questions will be asked and so forth. And the nikah would be performed. Prior to the nikah, you have khitbah. Khitbah is what our people call engagement. So today, ulama, myself included, that we speak and criticize this engagement because the manner, method in which it is done, 99% of the time, so many haram take place. Look at this question now. So this weekend, they want to have Mumitu, for example. Our people call Mumitu, or they call engagement. The Islamic term is fitbah. So there is a term like that in Islam. But remember, the manner, method our people do, now they say the boy wants to put the girl uh, ring for the girl in her finger. So first of all, if you're going to put the ring in the girl's finger, you're going to be touching her and all that. She's totally haram for you. How can you be touching her? She's touching you and all that. Hijab, parda, all that is compulsory. Open Surah 24, Surah Noor, verses 30-31. All Matyallah states that we have to lower our gazes that we are total strangers with who they can interact and so forth. So that's number one. Then number two, they'll be videoing. Then number three, there's so many other men, other women intermingling, taking place. So therefore, these type of things are not permissible. Yes, if the families just agree, they say that my son will get married to your daughter and so forth, and then they want to exchange gifts or something, but the boy and girl are not alone, they are not meeting one another and so forth, so all that would be acceptable. But the manner method we are doing it nowadays, that definitely is unacceptable and not permissible. Ustad, we go to overseas, somebody asking here, uh, this is from UK. Uh, Mufti sir, please advise if an elderly woman who is a widow, can she make Hajj or Umrah without a mahram? And also please advise Mufti sir, if an old woman past the age of 50 and upwards, she needs to set the entire Idda of 4 months and 10 days. Is she, if, if she's in Idda and get an opportunity to go for Umrah, can she go Ustad? This is from Blackburn. MashaAllah from Blackburn in the UK, you need to understand the following rules regarding Umrah and Hajj. When a lady is in Iddat, her husband has passed on, then the Iddat is 130 days, 130 days from time of death. So that's the first issue. This is enshrined in the Noble Quran, Arba'at Ashuryu wa Ashra. Second one, that when she is in Iddat, then she cannot go for Umrah, she cannot proceed for Hajj, all that would be absolutely haram. She has to stay at home and complete the Idda. Second, the uh, ruling regarding Umrah, that for Umrah she cannot go without a mahram, and this is according to all four schools, the Shafi'is, the Maliki's, Hanbali's, Hanafi's, so today some women, they just jump in a plane because the agent told them it's fine. So he will arrange the visa and they go. Remember, instead of getting a reward, they get sin. 
because they did not go with their husband or with their mahram, their father, son, brother, and so forth and so on. And on this issue, there is consensus among the jurists of Islam. Second issue will be regarding hajj. So the lady should go for a first hajj, obviously, that with a husband or a mahram. But say in a case like that where she cannot find a mahram mm-hmm. or the hara mahram is incapacitated or what have you. So the Malikis and the Shafi'is, they say that she can go only for Fard Hajj, not Nafil Hajj. So Fard Hajj, the Malikis and the Shafi'is say she can proceed for a Fard Hajj with a group of ladies. However, the Hanafis and Hanbali say this is not permissible, nor in a Fard Hajj, nor Nafil Hajj. So the only exception will be Fard Hajj, and that also only according to the Malikis and Shafis. Hanafis and Hanbalis say totally haram, whether it is a Fard Hajj or whether it is a voluntary Nafil Hajj. And Umrah, all the scholars agree and say it is not permissible whether the lady is young or whether the lady is old. Similarly, in it that all the scholars agree that the lady cannot go and perform Umrah or Hajj. Therefore, your mother's sister should be well aware and take cognizance of all these masail and fatawa. These are very, very important issues. Ustad, we go to Cape Town, Stellenbosch. This is Buta Fakhri. He says, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Mufti, enjoy yourself in Uppington. Mufti, stop. I have a question for you. This is Buta Fakhri. He says, did any Sahaba wear the slit kurta? Slit kurta. Buta Fakhri from Stellenbosch, Ustad. Mashallah, Buta Fakhri, next week, Sondag, on Cape Town and Kapstad, Nihiri Sondag, on the 10th of March. So you contact Mona Ashlaf Lamara, you contact the Ulama, Mona Ahsan Fortune, and they're all my students also. So, Mashallah, they will give you all the details. Buta Fakhri, Da, and Stalinbosch, and on Susan Kapstad of Sondag, Naviak, Nihiri Viak, Nihiri Viak, Inshallah. So that is what the first thing. Second thing, remember that Sahaba radiallahu ta'ala an, they used to imitate, emulate Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wasallam. If you want to know about the Kurta Mubarak of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam, there is a work written by Imam Tirmidhi rahimahullah, it's called Shama'il Tirmidhi. So Shama'il Tirmidhi discusses Qamisu Rasulillah sallallahu alayhi the Kurta Mubarak of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So it was below the knees and Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam. They used to wear the Lungi Mubarak or Izar Mubarak. All that was above the ankle. Whether it had slipped or not, there is the difference of opinion among ulama and so forth. So all these details you will find, you must remember, in the Shama'il of Imam Tirbidi, Rahimahullah, our ulama of South Africa, they have done a wonderful work on this in English. So you should try and procure a copy of Shama'il Tirbidi, and you will find all the details there, inshallah. Ustad, we go to Dubai. Uh, the brother says, Mufti Saab, Assalamu Alaikum. I am not able to pay my wife back for her contribution to the car we bought. And she also received an amount of 40,000 rand inheritance money uh, a few years back, which went towards our debt. Can I make mention in my will, she should, she should be repaid from the inheritance I leave behind if, if there is cash when I pass away? 
Ustad. That is one thing you can do when a Muslim person passes away. You are in Dubai, and now what you should do is you prepare your will now immediately. You see, today is already the 23rd of Jamaad al-Ukhra, 1st of March. So time is going very, very fast. Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, <coughs> Yabitu laylataini illa wa wasiyyatuhu maktubatun indahu. The hadith in Bukhari Sharif, you should not allow two nights to pass, but your last world should be already finalized and prepared. So what you must know in Islam, when a person passes away, first thing is burial, funeral expenses. Second is the debts of the deceased, whether it is personal debts or business debts, corporate debts. And third one will be wasiya. Wasiya is for none heirs. And that will be a person, organization, and maximum amount is one-third of the total estate. And the fourth one is the shares of the heirs. Now you need to understand two, three things. Number one is that the car you bought, your wife gave you a loan. And then she inherited the sum, and that you paid, she paid your debts and so forth. So all these are accounts and loans that you owe her as a husband. The easy way to solve the problem regarding the vehicle, so you got this car, that car, sign an affidavit and say that this car belongs to your wife. So finish, so your share also, you gave it to your wife, so now this car belongs to her, so in that way, that debt will fall away, because she paid for it, but now the car is hers. Second one is this, that your wife, she paid for your debts and so forth, so that's a loan. So in my advice to you, rather than waiting till you pass away, so you must remember then from your estate it will be taken and paid to her. All this is long story. We don't know who's going to pass away first. What guarantee you got you will pass away first and your wife will be alive. So justice delayed is justice denied. So you have to pay her now. So how are you going to pay her now? So you got some things there in the house that belong to you. And tell her, oh honey, take your money and take this, take this, take this, take this. His husband, wife, so inshallah she will be happy and pleased. One, you gave her the car and one, you gave her many other things. For example, in your house, you got the sofa, you got the fridge, you got the freezer, you got this, you got that. You bought all that. You tell her, oh honey, all this belongs to you and you are the owner. So hence, I don't owe you anything. So that will be an easy way because we don't know who is going to pass away first and who is going to pass away second. So you need to expedite the payment of those debts. Ustad, we go to Sister Ummi Salma. This is from Medina Tul Munawwara. She says that, uh, Mufti Sab, I named my little girl, baby girl, Raida. Raida. It means leader in Arabic. Is it a good name for a baby girl, Ustad? Raida. Raida means radiant also. So, mashallah, very good name. In Medina Munawwara, you are there. So, mashallah, you know that there are so many books written on all these type of topics. So you kept the name Ra'ida, Allah Ta'ala make a radiant, Allah Ta'ala make a leader for the females in this Ummah, she can empower them, teach them. So yes, very good name, no problem with that. All Allah, Jalla Wala, except you, except the father, the 
child, all of you, insha'Allah, and you are in Medina Munawwara, it is Friday, aksiru alayya min aswalati yawm al-jumu'ah, iti jumu'ah, and Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, that read abundant durood sharif, salawat, salutations upon me on a Friday. So if you remember, sister, your husband, tell them to convey our salams to our master, Habibuna sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the best gift for the best of Allah's creation mm. on the best day of the week. Mustafa, mm. we go to Newcastle. Is it jaiz for one to perform salah whilst wearing shoes, according to Imam Malik, Ustad? You must remember the hadith is authentic. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Swallu fi ni'alikum. Read salat with your shoes or your sandals, whatever in those days. However, that was in those days where they used to read salat on the sand and all these type of things. Today, you know, our musalla, our masajid, all of them, 99%, 90%, they have carpets and all. So you will be desecrating the masjid. You're going to go with the same shoes to the toilet, to the bathroom, and then you're going to come to the masjid and so forth. So therefore, we say that no, in this day, this age, you should not be doing it. And we see all Allah informed Nabi Musa alayhi salam, as mentioned in Surah Taha, فَخْلَعْنَ alayk إِنَّكَ بِالْوَادِ الْمُقَدَّسِ tuwa. Remove your shoes and those own Nabi Musa alayhi salam. You are in a very holy place. So therefore, we will say the fatwa in this day and this age that the men should not come inside the masjid with the shoes and so forth, and then they want to read salat and so forth. Yes, you are there in Makkah, Mukarrama, and you got a special shoe, or you like you know, like a, that soft, soft type for tawaf and all that, and you use that to make the tawaf because of the tiles and whatever you and you read Salat with that, that is totally permissible, there's no problem, provided you're not in Ihram, because in Ihram you can't wear that, you're covering your ankles or covering your metatarsal, according to the Hanafis and so forth. So normally today we will say whether you're Maliki, Shafi, Hanafi, Ambali, you must not wear it because of the reasons I explained. Uh, Ustad, somebody is saying, can a male wear anything in gold like wedding ring? Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi sallam one day emerged from the Hujra Mubarakah and in one Mubarak hand, Rahmatulil Alameen, Mustafa Habibuna sallallahu alayhi sallam had genuine gold. In the other Mubarak hand, the Master alayhi salatu salam had genuine silver. And the Master Habibuna sallallahu alayhi sallam said, Huma haramun ala dhukuri ummati. is authentic hadith, Mishka Sharif, Mustafa Ahmad. This genuine gold and genuine silk is haram for the men of my ummah. Therefore, for the men to wear gold ring, all that haram, absolutely not permissible. Someone is asking, Mufti Sahib, what should one do if one sister is married to a non-Muslim man? Remember, if a Muslim lady is married to a non-Muslim male, then remember the Quran has addressed this issue. Surah 60, Surah Mumtahina, verse 10. La hunna hillullahum, wa la hum yahilluna lahun. It's absolutely haram for a Muslim lady to marry any non-Muslim male, whether he's a Jew, Christian, Hindu, fire worshipper, or whatever. So it is absolutely haram. And when they advertise it, they're happy about it, and they're proud about it, 
then they're 100% murtad out of the fall of Islam. So that lady, her name can be whatever, Fatima, Zainab, Aisha, whatever, she's out of the fall of Islam. Every moment Allah tells curses upon her, all the children that are born are all haramis and all illegitimate children. So we need to be very, very clear on this type of issue and on this there is consensus in Islam. Musad, is it only permissible to give sadaqah to Muslims? Sadaqah, if you're speaking about voluntary sadaqah, nafil, charity, that you give to everybody. Tasaddaqu ala ahlil adyani kulya. Today we park our cars here and uh, you find these youngsters, nigalo mali, nigalo mali, <laughs> give me money, give me this. So you give them one rand, two rand, five rand, whatever. So all that would be permissible. Yes, zakat, sadaqatul fitr, all that fidya. So all that must be given to poor Muslims only. But voluntary charity, you can give to poor Muslims or poor non-Muslims. All permissible, no problem. Hussan, it's uh, 20 minutes after 5. Uh, the question from my side that... Uh, Today, I turned 38 years old, Ustad. I turned 38 years old this morning. So I want to know from you, Ustad, what's the best dua to make when a person is getting closer to the qabr? MashaAllah, Allah Ta'ala give Maulana or whoever is today, their birthday or whatever. We do not celebrate, celebrate birthdays in ah, Islam. But haq. we say that, Ya Allah... Keep us steadfast on Iman and let us die with Iman. And we read the dua, Surah 12, Surah Yusuf, which Nabi Yusuf himself read, Tawaffani Muslimah wa alhiqni bi salihin. Oh, beloved Allah, let me pass away and die with Islam, with Iman, and unite me and join me with the pious and devout servants of Almighty Allah. Surah 12, verse 101. So may Almighty Allah Jalla Wala Allah Mubarak Lahu Fi Ahlihi Wa Maalihi Wa Mubarihi Ya Allah give barakah to Mu'ana Arafat to Ameen. all the people MashaAllah that in their lives in their family in their children in their health and wealth but the greatest barakah must be in the Iman and Islam so that is what we need to ask Almighty Allah that preserve and protect our Iman and Islam at all times all places رَبَّنَا لَا تُزِيخْ قُلُوبَنَا بَعْدَ اِدْهَدَيْتَنَا وَهَبْ لَنَا مِنْ لَدُنْكَ رَحْمَةً Surah 3 verse 8 O oh Allah, do not let our hearts get deviated. After you gave us guidance, you gave us Iman and Islam. وَهَبْ لَنَا مِنْ لَدُنْكَ رَحْمَةً Ya Allah, envelop us with your special, special mercy. إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ الْوَهَّابِ Indeed, Ya Allah, you are the best of givers. Therefore, O Muslim, you don't have job, you are unemployed. Read, Ya Wahhabu, Ya Wahhabu, Ya Wahhab. Allah Jalla Wala is the best of givers. Barakallahu feek to all of you. Inshallah, today Jumu'ah Uppington, and we will translate the khutbah, and tonight also after Maghrib in Uppington Masjid. Barakallahu feek. Jazakallahu khair. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.